Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Sasha Israel. Sasha has worked with clients such as Teen Vogue, Elle, Self Magazine, and Good Company Magazine, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Sasha about her approach to portraiture, as well as her love of cooking and the culinary world. Sasha is a very talented photographer with a wealth of knowledge and experience, so I was excited to get a chance to speak with her. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, uh, Sasha Israel, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you. I found your work on Instagram, where mm-hmm. I find lots of cool work. And uh, but I guess just to kind of start off, I was kind of curious, like uh, where you grew up, and like sure. where you kind of your earliest memories of photography. Oh man, so I actually grew up in phoenix arizona wow um lived out there for a long time never grew up with with photography in my in my family there were never cameras around i mean you have your disposable cameras and Mm. your little point and shoot that your parents are taking photos of you of um but i didn't get into photography until i went to college okay and i went to school up in ithaca i went to ithaca college um went in undecided got into their art school which was great and took a intro to photography class back when there were still the dark rooms. And I obviously, like everybody does, I fell in love with the dark room and, yeah. and seeing those images appear. And it was amazing. And I kind of got hooked from there. That's cool. So you're yeah. going to school in Ithaca, this kind of general art, like painting and all different types of yep. art, basically. Yep. That's interesting. Like, was there like one medium that you were kind of interested in? No, I I literally, I got into the Park School of Communications and it was, I I had to take a bunch of drawing classes and I took some sculpture classes and stuff. But then I also had to take, I think it was either like intro to film or intro to photography or both. Mm -hmm. And I did the film and then I was like, I'm not feeling this so much. There's just so much to learn. And then I I actually did photography where I was handling the film and and doing everything there. That's cool. How do you end up in Ithaca? How do you pick Ithaca? Ithaca. Going from Arizona, it, it just seems like... That's the number one question everybody asks me. Um, Arizona to Ithaca, everyone's like, why would you ever come here? The weather, what are you doing? And and I, I figured that out very fast with my first winter. Yeah. Um, I have family in New York. My oh. parents are, are from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I had an, my brother had an advisor in, in his high school. We were very close and he told him to go there and I went and visited the school and, and loved it. Yeah, it's interesting. I went to school in Rochester. Oh, so cool. Yeah, it is cold. <laughs> and even like when I was growing up, it was like, uh, I mean, it snows a lot in Boston, but people don't realize like Buffalo, Rochester, Ithaca area, it's it snows just, way more. It's so cold. You get the lake effect. It's just gray and dreary for like eight months. Um, so how's your kind of experience going to school there? So you kind of, did you end up majoring in photography? Or? Yeah. So I took um, a bunch of photo classes, intro to intro to photojournalism, and I did a lot of narrative photography, and everything I was doing was with film. Mm-hmm. I didn't even break into the digital stuff. That was, that was it was about 2000, I graduated 2007, so this was around 2003, 2004. Okay. Um, so I was still doing a lot of film. Um, didn't take any like lighting or studio photography classes, but most of the stuff I was going towards was photojournalism um, and really doing like documentary photos and, and photo essays and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's kind of the thing I really enjoyed about your photography. It seems you really do a mix of uh, things, but you do them all well. Like you do portraiture and then you do documentary and then yeah. you do food. Um, I guess when you're going to school, 
uh, did you kind of have like a goal in mind what you thought you were going to do after uh, you got out? Or Not a clue. Not a Not clue. A clue. <laughs> and even when I got out of school, I still didn't have any clue. But when I was in school, I was really, I mean, going from Arizona to Ithaca was just such different landscapes. Mm-hmm. So people didn't interest me. I was intimidated by them. I didn't even know what to do with them. And I was more into... Um, like open fields of all these cars and abandoned, you know, VW buses and like all this random decrepit stuff and and these gray skies and big vast landscapes. Yeah. So I was more into that. I really got into medium format, um, large format shooting, and kind of did all of my projects based around that. That's cool. Is like film something you still uh, no. not anymore? <laughs> I haven't touched it since college. Yeah, which is crazy. That's kind of how I was. It's funny when I was in college, I was the same way. I got. Ba- I, my whole first portfolio was all film. It was Hasselblad and 4x5. Yeah. And I was like, I remember when I got in school, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just going to shoot film. But then <laughs> this is it. This is once you make the jump, like me, it's just like, I got my workflow. I can't yeah. like, I, I have much, much respect for photographers that can shoot like 26 different formats. No. I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't either. And I, it was some, oh, it's still something I want to go back to do, but I feel like I'm just, I have to reteach myself everything and it's a whole process and it's kind of. Yeah, it is funny. Just look, a lot of time. It is funny looking back when you're shooting film. Like you shoot the film, you develop it, mm-hmm. or or you had to go drive somewhere, drop it off at a yeah. lab, then you get it back, then you got to scan it. Yeah. The idea of doing that now is like, this sounds crazy. It does. It's such a different <laughs> process, but it's worth it. Yeah. I know it's worth it, and that's kind of like oh hell yeah, at the end of the tunnel. I love film, and uh, I guess so. Once you got out of school, what was mm-hmm. kind of your step, kind of getting into the photo industry? I guess. So I moved um, the day I graduated. I moved to New York City. And I kind of set up shop there, and I had like a little Canon Rebel, and that was my that was my camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I and I just took photos of friends and and bands. My husband's a musician, so I was doing a bunch of his stuff, um, live music, dogs. I was I, I'm a huge dog fan. I don't have a dog, but <laughs> I'm a big dog person. Um, kind of just taking you know street photography and, and doing my own thing with it, but not ever thinking I could get a job doing this. Okay. Um, Never, never thought in my mind to like make that my career. I was more interested in food and restaurants, and I kind of fell into that that route of the restaurant industry. That's cool. So it's working at yeah. restaurants and stuff. Working and at tons of restaurants. I was cooking for a while, bartending forever, mm. which let me purchase all my camera gear and everything, which was great. Um, kind of doing a million different jobs, and then randomly people started asking me to take their photos and and I got involved with engagement photos and I never said I was going to go down that route and I, I was like there's no way I'm ever going to shoot a wedding and then that happened yeah so, so that kind of led me to everything that's cool yeah I was actually interested in talking to you about that because yeah. I saw I was looking at your blog and you do some really amazing wedding photography but then you also do really cool commercial stuff mm-hmm. like Vogue and whatnot yeah um I was kind of curious, like with wedding photography, uh, what what do you enjoy about it, and like what do you kind of think makes like a good wedding photographer in your mind? Oh man, wedding photography—that's a that's a deep, <laughs> deep dark hole. Uh, there's so much to say about it. Um, it's tough. Wedding photography has been amazing. Yeah. It's been amazing for my career. It kind of taught me everything. And that's instead of going back and assisting and and going on that route with photography, mm. I kind of just taught myself through. I guess wedding photography and portraiture and all that stuff. But um, you really, they're just long days. They're exhausting. They're, they're traveling. They're dealing with so many different types of people, but it's, it's basically like a a boot camp Mm -hmm. for every type of photography that you would ever want to do. You're dealing with food. You're dealing with crazy brides. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with still lifes. Um, 
just people all around. You have to accommodate every single person. You have to be on your game the entire day. Yeah. You, you're just setting up shots in any any place that you can. You're really trying to work with any light that you're given and just make the best shot. Mm. And I really took what I learned in school, which was like fill your frame and, and compose your shot and try to make it the most interesting photo that you can. And I kind of applied that to all my wedding work. So I really take the stance of documenting your day, not doing your traditional wedding photography, just having me be there sort of like a guest, but um, taking... Yeah, doc- documenting your, your day in a special way that's not cheesy. That's cool. Basically. Do you remember the first wedding you shot? Oh, do I remember? <laughs> let, me, let me think back. Yes, I do. And I was freaking out because I was just like, this is so much pressure. I don't want to do this. I, I got some one of my friends to do it with me who had done it before. Yeah. And then it just like kept coming. Snowfall. It's all it's all word of mouth. And then yeah, know, is that is that kind of how that business is? Though it's yeah. Most, yeah, it's just word of mouth. People all are like, my mouth. friend did this. My friend did yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah yeah and like i'd be curious because I've, I've shot weddings and uh, before i haven't done it in a while but like why do you think wedding photographers get such a bad rap because, because like I, I i talk to so many photographers and they're like oh, i don't do that i'm like i don't yeah. get, i don't get the big deal is like it's it's, just, you know what? it's not it's not a big deal and for so long i was like oh i don't want to be a wedding photographer and i still in my head i'm like i don't want to be a wedding photographer but i don't i'm not a wedding photographer i'm someone who shoots weddings yeah. and i enjoy some of them yeah and I'm, I'm lucky that i'm at that point now where i can say yes to the ones that i want to work with yeah um, it, a lot of it has to do with location and the people you're working with yeah. and the type of wedding it is. Yeah. Uh, but for so long, I was just saying yes to every single one. Yep. One, to make money, but two, just to get more experience and, and just do it. Yeah. Um, but the bad rap thing, I think, comes from what wedding photography was like 20 years ago when you're just like a guy standing in a corner, you know, taking the family photos with the huge veils and, and everything. Um, but... I don't know. I think there's a different spin on it now. And every there's so many wedding photographers out there. And there's a ton of talent out there. Yeah. And I think you just have to find your style and, and go with it. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I, I was looking at some of the stuff you do. And it's like mm-hmm. some of the photos you could almost just use for your normal, like, normal portfolio. Definitely. It's just like these cool moments, like cool locations that you normally Definitely. wouldn't have access to. And another thing with shooting weddings, I don't know any other job where you're going to get like a free like steak dinner. Oh, uh, so many and, meals. Yeah. It, it pays great. It's And like you said, like starting <laughs> off, I, I would recommend it to any photographer because yeah. you can learn like, like I was talking to Art Stryber before and he was like, he started doing it. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, you shoot portraits, you shoot group portraits. You, you shoot literally do every type of photography. Still life. And, and there was a time when I was doing like... 30 to 40 weddings in a season. Holy and then shit. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm, you, after that, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. You just get so burnt out. But you really hone in on your skills because you're doing it so often for so long each day and you just get so much experience. So it's, it's really great in that respect, but it's also tough because you have to balance that with your other work and your life. And, and when you're doing that and saying yes to wedding photography every single weekend, yeah. I don't like right now I'm backlogged on six or seven weddings. I still have to edit. Just yeah, that's, from... that's the real work. Is yeah. like, oh, it's all editing. The it, editing. so much time. That's, I, I, I have a friend in Ohio who does wedding photography. And I talked to him. I was like, man, I don't know how you do it. Because I mostly shoot like editorial stuff, really. Yeah. So it's like editorial is great because you shoot it. You send them like 10, it's done. 10, <laughs> 10 selects. But weddings, like you're going through like 4,000 Four, photos. Yep. Yep. And it takes it takes a really long time. So it's it's hard to balance saying yes to all those weddings and then 
you know, having time to do personal projects and doing all of your other work. And I do editorial work and commercial work. And it's just like, when is there time to do yeah. stuff for me? So I guess like, yeah, like you said, you do editorial work and mm-hmm. different commercial things. Um, was there like a point when you kind of decided you wanted to start marketing yourself, marketing yourself to magazines or how did that kind of work start coming in a pic- picture for you? Everything I've done is kind of just been word of mouth or meeting people. Yeah. Um, I was living in New York and when you're, I think in New York, you're exposed to so many different types of people and you're meeting all these people and everyone does something different and they can use you in some capacity when they find out you're a photographer. Yeah. So um, I got hooked up with a blog. Um, they were just starting and I, they had like a great network of people and that's how I got into doing portraits um, of chefs, of some actors, some models, fitness people, food, just like a little bit of everything and that's kind of what started me on my portraits route. That's pretty cool. And like, yeah, like you said, like you, you photographed some of the most famous chefs in the world, like John George's, um, was like the, were you interested in that world? Like the, I know you said you worked in it, but where's that kind of, were you like excited to shoot that type of work? Oh, it was the best. I love, (laughs) love being in restaurants. I love cooking. Um, I was cooking for a while. I said I was bartending. I was serving. I was doing a million different things in New York. And I was always very interested in in food and being around it. Not necessarily being like a chef of of some amazing restaurant, but just being in that world. Um, So I always felt very comfortable when I was sent on shoots to to be in restaurants. And I'm like, I get it. I get the lingo. I get that you have to watch out for the hot things. I I know what's going on. I know how to hold a knife. So I always felt very confident in those situations. Yeah. How how was your experience photographing uh, John Joe? Because that guy's just like a legend in the color. He is. Him, Eric Repair. Um, there, there's so many wonderful chefs out there that I, that I have had the privilege of photographing. It's been wonderful. I think every single one of them is, has been very kind, very calm, which is, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and you're entering their workspace, just like you would enter a photographer's workspace or anybody else's. But it happens to be in a place where... There's a ton of tools, there's a lot of commotion, and there's so many people and different parts that you have to put together to make this restaurant happen. And um, it, it was awesome. They're awesome experiences. You really get to, to understand them, see their thought process with their food and how much detail and, and goes into each dish and setting it up and composing. And yeah, it's, it's been cool. And like when you go into a shoot like that, when you're photographing like a famous chef, do you kind of like do you plan it out ahead like I want to get him posed like this or do you kind of this show up and kind of work on the fly or how do you work on the fly I do a lot most of my work is is all on the fly first of all it's usually for editorial and a lot of times there's they don't give you any information except that you have 15 minutes with this person Mm. and they're high profile and you need to get out of there so I usually approach it where I, I go in um, I try to look at photos of the restaurant and the space as much as I can but a lot of times you're shooting in the kitchen and there's no photos of that um and I try to just pick a spot that looks visually appealing, throw a light on if I have the time to do it, and and set them up. Or I really just ask them, where's where's your favorite spot to sit in the restaurant? Yeah. And I remember with him, he brought me to a table and he brought me to um, a beautiful spot in, in his place and... It yeah. happened to have beautiful natural light, and I set up a shot and got his got his portrait. That's pretty smart. They like, ask him like, "What's your favorite spot?" Because yeah. it kind of almost makes makes them comfortable. It's definitely like, yeah. That's pretty much how I approach every shoot is is trying to make the people obviously feel as comfortable as possible, and a lot of that has to do with 
where they are and what's going on around them. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I'm always kind of curious about, like, do you feel like when you're working, like, uh, editorially or commercially, it's, like, important to, like, create a niche for yourself in this business? Like, looking at you, it looks like, yeah, you do a lot of food stuff. Yeah. Um, is that something, like, you're actively, like... I need to like put my portfolio together so it's like cohesive or what do you think? For a long time, I didn't even think about it like that. My portfolio was just a hodgepodge of everything that I've done. Um, And finally, I was noticing that a lot of my work is portraiture. And so I've started to just kind of gear my portfolio and all my work towards that. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with Grace Bonney on this book called In the Company of Women, which happens to be an awesome New York Times bestseller. Um, it was 2016 when it came out. Yep. And we, um, I was hired to do 70 out of 100 portraits of, of these women in their creative spaces. And that kind of really highlighted my my style, I think, which is, you know, making people feel comfortable and setting them up in their, in their space and creating an awesome portrait of them in very limited time. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask you about that book, like, how did it come together? So Grace Bonney, Mm -hmm. she was, she's like the author. Yeah. And then she contacted you to do all the photos, which like you say, you shot over 70. Yep. Over 70 out of a hundred. So she had this wonderful idea at the last minute. Um, She has, Grace Bonney has a blog called Design Sponge. Um, and she had written a book before. This was her second one, and she was going to go in a different direction. And at the last minute, she um, nixed that idea and said, this is the book that I want to do. And she called on me. I happened to shoot her wife for a blog that I was shooting for. She loved the photos. I actually got to meet her that day. Um, And she called on me and said, hey, are you available to do some of these shots on the East Coast? And I said, I don't want to do just the East Coast. Give me all of them. I want to do everything. (laughs) Um, So we worked out, you know, what I could do. And it was two months of traveling the the U.S. and, and taking tons of photographs of, of interesting, wonderful, amazing women. Dream job. Two Dream months job. of shooting portraits. Yeah. <laughs> sign so mix sign that, me up. <laughs> mix that with shooting weddings on the weekends, moving to Boston from New York. It was just like crazy, crazy time in life. Um, so when you're shooting, so you shot for two months mm-hmm. uh, all around the country, uh, when you're kind of approaching like a group of portraits, uh, did you kind of have like obviously a style you wanted to shoot for to make it look cohesive? Yeah. yeah. So I, I the first the first um, photo shoot I went in there and was just like I didn't have an idea of what this was going to be. I you know it all depends on the people's space. Um, and again, the, a lot of these people that were in the book, they're all chefs, interior designers, um, photographers, artists, illustrators, jewelry makers. Any, anything creative. So their space usually looks pretty great and stylized. And um, I, the first shoot I went in and I took that photo. And then for the next like eight shoots, I was like, okay, this is the photo I want to kind of model this off of mm-hmm. and go from there. And they ended up all looking pretty cohesive. Yeah, definitely. And is there like one or two um, that you're particularly like your favorite or maybe that you enjoyed the portrait yes. sitting more than others? Like, yeah. Maybe, like, um, top, I think my favorite one was, um, this woman, Linda Roden. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an amazing, she was a model for so long. She now has a cosmetic line. She lives in New York city. Um, she's been in the same apartment for like 30 years and her apartment is just like so much stuff. She was, she has all these seashells and clothes and pictures and frames and a million things. And it was literally like 
walking into a space with every single wall, every corner, every everything was covered. And I was just like, where like there's so many options to shoot, but I had to just plop her in there and the photo turned out amazing. That's cool. Isn't that the best yeah. feeling? I know that feeling myself when you walk in, you're gonna shoot someone at, like on location yeah. and you walk in and you're like Yes. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna get a whole new portfolio yes, on this from one. this one too. And she was great, and we I actually had like a little bit of time with her, um, and we went into different rooms, and and she was she was into the shoot, so that yeah, was great. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Do you feel like did it take you a while to get in the groove of like shooting? Do you feel like it got stronger the towards the end, or I think it started out really strong. Yeah, it was a very bare bones shoot. It was me and usually one other person, um, and not a ton of equipment and I kind of just went in, got to know the people, which was which is great, and really just have like a connection and and take the take the photo. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's all on your website now, yeah. I think too. So I'll link it and people can go check it out. Yeah. And you know, one thing I always kinda ask people, like, um, did it take you a while to kinda find your like aesthetic or like photographic style? Like are you kinda like conscious of that while you're shooting? So looking at your work. Yes. Um, like you said, it's pretty it looks like you use natural light a lot or mm-hmm. if you do use strobes it's pretty mm-hmm. minimal. Um, like have you always shot like that or Yeah, I have. Um it's it took it did take me a while to figure it out. I think I was trying so many different things for a while. Um and then once I started to, to really get into portraiture, I think that my style naturally came to me, and I've kind of been going in that direction for a long time. Um, I do do minimal setup with with lights and stuff, um, but really for the most part, it's about me connecting with the person or people that I'm shooting, yeah. and and creating a great image off of that, I guess. Yeah, it's something I think about because, like, definitely, like, when you're shooting editorial, like, it seems like photo editors want to be able to call on you and be like, this person shoots this way. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's almost like your signature almost. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's definitely interesting. And uh, do you feel like, have you always been naturally, like, good at, like, dealing with people in terms of, like, shooting portraiture? Like, have you always just been good at, like, communicating? Or did, do you feel like it took you a while to become, like, a strong portrait photographer? I think I've always been an outgoing kind of personable mm-hmm. person. Um, and I've been able to shoot the shit with people pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but it, it's different when you're shooting someone you want, you know, that on their mind is, are you going to make me look good? This is, you know, this is my, you're, you're taking a portrait of me that a ton of people are going to see. Like there's a lot of pressure on you. And I think just taking that pressure off and, and making them feel comfortable and keeping them you know, involved and interested in what you're doing um, is really important to me. Um, I don't remember the rest of your question. Oh, I was just talking <laughs> about like being a portrait photographer, in my opinion. It's, oh, yes, yes. It's, it's like, uh, I think the ones that are strong, it's like, like you said, like you'll be shooting a chef one day, then the next day you'll be yeah. shooting. Like I was going to ask you about, you shot this series that was really intense called Evicted, yes. where you're photographing these people that are getting evicted from their homes. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question was like, have you always just been natural at like dealing with people and communicating and like, cause like, do you feel like that's like a big yeah. part of like being Huge a strong part. portrait photographer? Huge part. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that's a strength of mine that I'm able to walk into a, any situation and kind of get on that person's level mm-hmm. and, and be able to communicate with them and again, make them feel comfortable to, to capture either something that's really hard that they're going through or something that's wonderful. And they're like a Michelin star chef. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was interested in talking about you had a series on your blog called Evicted, um, which was like, I believe, a series about people getting evicted from their homes. I was kind of curious, like, 
how that kind of project came together and what, what it was all about. Sure. So um, a guy named Matt Desmond, um, he was a, he's a um, professor and he's also an author. He wrote a book called Evicted and it highlights um, the struggle of the housing crisis in America. Um, and he covers all the financial crises and he, and he covers what people are going through with eviction and how it's not talked about. Um, it's not talked about and people just don't know about it. And, and there's tons of people getting evicted unfairly. And he kind of goes over that. Um, there's a museum in DC, the buildings museum that wanted to make an exhibit out of this. Um, and there are different components to the, the whole exhibit. Um, I did the, the photo component, um, and there's a bunch of audio that goes along with it. Um, so what, we did was we went around to um, a couple of different people that are actually in the process of getting evicted and sort of documented what they're going through. Um, and some of it was going to an eviction court where there's tons of people that go in and um, fighting their cases. There's landlords there, there's lawyers there, and then there's the people that are actually getting evicted. And that was really hard to see. Yeah, definitely. There are intense photos. Like, I guess, how did they... How did they contact you to shoot that was it like had you worked with them before no i think i think i knew somebody that was um on the project and she loves all of my documentary work Mm -hmm. and she called on me and said we think you'd be great for this yeah so and and the people you're photographing like what was their like attitude attitude towards Mm -hmm. you like were they like receptive it's it's hard that's a hard thing when you're going into someone's space that isn't going through something that they want documented yeah it's like the worst thing you the could worst ha- thing ever yeah and, and a lot of times it's it's very it's a very unfair system yeah um depending on how you approach it and how you look at it mm-hmm. but um you it's hard they have to you have to get them to trust you and they want to make sure that they're represent you're representing them in a good way yeah um so i really kind of just got to know them i was in their space i was in their home i met their kids met their families and i was just a friend to them during that time interesting and like was what was kind of your goal with those photos was because it looks like it was mostly yeah like you said documentary Mm -hmm. did you kind of like a goal in mind when you started working on that like yeah um just to gain their trust Mm. and and make sure they feel comfortable with with i know that i feel like that's my answer to everything is making people feel comfortable (laughs) but really in this situation is to have them trust me with documenting um, their situation and what they're going through. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to come in with tons of lights and strobes and make anybody feel intimidated or like, why am I doing this? Why did I sign up for this? I don't want my, you know, my photo taken. Um, so it was more of, of me going along with them to their appointments and to their work and this, let's go grab a bite to eat with your kids or I'll watch your kid while you are, you know, going and dealing with the bills that you have to pay or whatever it is. So yeah. again, it's, it's really just, in those situations, it's a lot about trust. Yeah. Was it, were you like intimidated going into that? Like when you started shooting it or? I I think I was a little nervous. I wasn't going into the best neighborhoods. Um, I also didn't know what, what this was going to be like. It was my first time doing something this intense, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there, everyone is going through something and and you want to just, you know, let people know that you're in this with them. And, and this, this whole project is about helping yeah. people and, and bringing light to the situation and letting people be aware of what's actually happening. So it's for 
a good cause. Yeah, definitely. I think it's smart. Like, I, I really love documentary photography, and I, I wish, like, magazines did more of that stuff. Yeah. Because um, it is tough, like, telling those stories. Because, like, on one side, do you ever feel like, am I, like... Did you ever feel like guilty like photographing these people at all or like because that's like one thing I, I had done some documentary stuff and I'm like on one side I'm like oh I want to tell this story but then I'm like am I like using this person you know what I mean right is, is there, do you ever feel like that or is it more like you said because it is important to show that people are going through these situations mm-hmm. and that that's what the real thing is but do you ever this ba- is this is like your intro to your like photo ethics class yeah, is, is, you, do you feel you, bad doing this or like what what's your stance on it yeah yeah um. This in this situation, I felt bad that I was on the other end of it and that I'm I'm not going through eviction. Yeah. And and I'm lucky and fortunate that I, I haven't had to deal with that. Yeah. Um but on the other hand, I'm there to document this to help Definitely. and to bring awareness to the issue. Yeah. So no, I didn't. I didn't feel bad. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I agree. It's important photos to have. But I definitely like. I think about those things. Sometimes. That's something that, <laughs> as a photographer, anybody that's documenting anything, you have to like get on that wavelength, and you have to, you have to kind of ask yourself like, what is your stance on this? Because you may not be able to cross that line. Yeah, it, it affects how you how you uh, portray people and try to like put at least for me. I try to like put myself in their shoes or, or try to as best I can to see, try to think like what, what they're thinking, you know? Right, exactly. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, that's up in, in DC through April. So it's, it's a good exhibit. So it's all, oh, it's in the gallery. Is yep. like, is that something you want to do more of? Like, I'd love to, I'd love to do more, of more that. like fine art stuff, more fine art, more, more photojournalism, telling people stories for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah the fi- I, I haven't delved in the fine art world at all, but it, it seems like a, a tough, it's like, a tough world to get into, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I know. I only can focus on so many things. Right, <laughs> right. There's only so much time. Um, uh, and you know, one thing I'm always curious about, like being that you're doing this for a living and trying to make money, have you ever felt like you needed to create work that's gonna like attract clients, or do you basically just kind of shoot what you're interested in, put it out there, and hope people respond? To I've, it? I've just been shooting what I'm interested in and and putting it out there. Um, a lot of because I've just, again, this, this goes back to being busy and saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't allowed me to really dive into like huge personal projects because I just don't have the time to do it. Cause I'm always editing yeah. all of the other work that, um, I'm commissioned to do. Um, so yeah, I feel like everything that I've done, um, any personal work is, is I put out there and, and I get hired off of that, I guess. Oh, really? So doing personal projects has been like beneficial for you to find when like, I have any, time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is any, there yeah. Anything on the horizon that you're hoping to work on? Or? I've been to that. I'm hoping to work on. I don't know. Yes, probably nothing, nothing in mind right now, like specific. Yeah. But, um, yeah, any sort of interesting portraiture work, I'm I'm always yeah. down to do. Is that like or what? or any like behind the scenes type of stuff for for any entertainment or TV or yeah, I think I, I saw you did some like was it like behind the scenes for like New York Fashion Week or yeah. something? How was that? How that, that was that was wild. So I've I living in New York for so long, you know that Fashion Week is going on, and you're like, what is all of this? What is happening? There's all these crazy people dressed in certain you know different ways, and mm. and it's exciting and it's entertaining. But I've never been on on the other side of, of documenting it, and I um, was hired to go behind the scenes and do. Um, uh, a bunch of behind the scenes work for uh, all the different shows and it was winter and it was cold and 
it was cool. It was it's wild to see what what all these models and 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 designers and and all these people are going through. Was that like anything you like had an interest in prior? Cause no, I, I look not at, at all. Yeah, and then I think you did some cool assignments for like Teen Vogue, which yeah. is like fashion. So yeah, I kind of fell down the route of in the editorial world of magazines. Um, I I've shot for Vogue and Elle, Teen Vogue, um, Self Magazine. Um, a lot of like I've done a lot of fitness work. Mm. Um, but again, in those um, uh, features a lot of it has to do with portraits and not so much like the fashion side of things mm-hmm. it's more of 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 the portraits of people yeah no, no I like it it's just yeah. uh, a mix of but, stuff but, but documenting fashion week was, was very cool and I really did enjoy it yeah no there was cool interesting photos you had on there yeah and uh I was kind of curious because I know you say you 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 lived in New York City for a while, and now you you just moved, I think, to Cambridge a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um. Do you feel like it was like pretty beneficial for you to like kind of start out living in New York? Definitely. I still, it's a different world when you're not in New York. I think I was being in New York and and getting started with photography there was huge, and just by meeting so many different people and throwing yourself in so many dis- different situations, being interested in street photography and having New York City at your fingertips is like a dream. Yeah. Um, so I kind of built my whole world there. Um, I lived there for ten years, and then I moved out here a couple years ago. Um, but most of my work is still there, so I'm back and forth all the time. Yeah, it's uh, I've been going down there more lately because there is. There's all the magazines in there, the advertising agencies are there. It's yeah. just like, uh, but at the same token, I, I don't think you need to live there to be able to work with those clients. No. I think you can kind of live anywhere, but it I, you just have to put a little more effort into it. You have to it. put a lot more effort. And that's something I'm still struggling with. Yeah. I For so long, I didn't need to put effort in because I was just there. and, and You just bump, you to, bump into you everybody. You literally talk to someone on the subway and you're like, oh, here's my card. Let's do this. Talk Done. to my friend. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, after living there for so many years, you have all your whole network is, is growing and growing. And, and those people are able to hire you and put mm. your name out there for things. So... It was really great being there. And that's still going on. But when you're not in the thick of it, it's it's a little bit harder, like you said, and you have to put some more effort. So I am needing to do more outreach and, you know, kind of build up my stuff again here. Yeah. And so. in terms of like, I guess, like business talk, yeah. uh, is like marketing your work, is it something you spend a lot of time no, thinking? No, I'm the worst. I'm the worst <laughs> at marketing. I don't do it. I, and I, I have to. That's like literally on my list of things to do once I'm done editing all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, it's very important. I think that we are lucky, all photographers or any visual artists, that we have Instagram right mm, now because yep. I think a lot of my work comes from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it's, – it, it's all – for me, it's always – I've been lucky. It's all word of mouth. I like it. I mean, that's always the best is like making a connection. Even myself, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I got to get better at it. Like I don't – like print mailers, I think I've done like one. I've like never my, done it. I've done like one. I've never done it. I don't know if they actually work. Yeah. So I'm always just interested to talk to people because I have like uh, my friends uh, Dom and Jared from Little Outdoor Giants. Mm-hmm. They're, they're maniacs. They're, they're they're always just sending stuff. I'm like, he, everyone does it, and it's it's great and it's beautiful and and but. I yeah. don't know if it actually works. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe let's give it a try this year. I know. 2019. Mailers. We'll come back and we'll give you some feedback. Is yes. it, if Sasha books some new clients for me, it works. For, for the mailers, yes. Stay tuned. We'll get back to you. <laughs> you got it. Um, and you know, I'm always kind of curious. Like, 
do you walk away satisfied from every shoot you do like every time like if you're shooting a portrait or every time do you walk away being like uh, i nailed it or some sometimes you feel like oh i could have tried this or could have tried that definitely or, yeah. yeah there's so many times it all depends on how much time i have with with on, on the shoot yeah. um there's a lot of times i just did a shoot last week um I had 15 minutes with the person and I left there and I tried to squeeze in two different setups, um, you know, lighted and everything. And I remember leaving there and being like, I, I got the shot. I know what they needed and I got it, but I didn't get the one that I want. Yeah. So that that's a bit tough when you leave feeling that way. All right. For, for a long time when I was first starting, I remember like overshooting like crazy. Oh, really? In any situation. Yeah. And just being like, I don't know if I got it. And then I would have to go back and look at everything. <laughs> but after doing it for so long, you re- you you know what you're doing and and I feel like you, you leave there and you're like, I got, I got the shot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think the longer you do it, you just get more confident. You feel stronger and sure. you've seen more situations. It's just kind of, you kind of build on it. Yep. Uh, but that's good to hear though because I'm always just like, talking to all these like big time photographers and like, I'm like, do they just walk away and be like, yeah, I killed that one again. You know? <laughs> yes, I bet you they do. No, I actually, I talked to this guy uh, yesterday, uh, Simon Broody, who is like okay. a sports illustrator photographer for 20 years and he's like, he's like, he's like this British guy. He's like, He's like, yeah, mate. He's like, uh, he's like, nah, man. I, I, I never walk away satisfied. <laughs> good, like, good. I was like, that's great to hear because you got like thirty six Sports Illustrated covers. Oh my so. gosh. I know. Uh-huh. I feel. I mean, I feel like it, as an artist, you go in, and you're like, there's always something else I could do, or why didn't I shoot there? Or, I yeah. wish I had more time for this or that. But yeah, you never can. Yeah. Per- you can never like perfect it. I said it before. It's because like photography, there's there's no perfecting. It's just like kind of growing. Yeah getting that next photo for the portfolio or whatever yeah, is kind yeah. of building on it. Um, but another thing is like, do you feel like it's important to like pay attention to like photo trends, be it in terms of like editorial, what photo- what magazines are using? Cause I know like I've, people are probably sick of me talking about this, but it's like right now in editorial, I see tons of like colored gels. And then I know a couple yeah. years ago, like all the Visco filters were like popular. Huge. Do you feel like it's important to pay attention to that stuff or do you just kind of focus on what you enjoy pretty much? I think it is important just to know what's going on out there so that you can see how how you want to yeah. grow your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's just good to know know what's happening out there and what magazines want and what, you know, your clients want. Um, but again, I think it's it's good to know about it and maybe try it if, if that's something you're into. But really you know, focus on yourself and you do you. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's important to keep growing and trying new things and you figure out what works for you and, and go with it. Yeah, I think that's cool. I've been trying to do that more lately. It's just like try stuff and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, yeah. but it's just kind of, I think you grow that way. Just yeah. like at least try stuff. You have to. And uh, I was really interested in talking to you because like I said, you do a mix of stuff and you do some really great food photography. I was curious, like, what do you think, like, makes a good food photo? And, like, what's, like, your approach when you're photographing food? Because it's, I was talking to Nina Gallant, who's a food photographer in Boston. And it was really interesting to hear, because I really don't know much about it. But she's like, he's like, if you're shooting ice cream, like, you're, like, top tier food photographer. Oh, wow. I actually don't know anything about, like, really, like, for real food photography. Everything I've done is just, like, I love food. I'm going to take a photo of it. Or I'm shooting a chef or I'm shooting whoever. And they, you know, I've made a dish. I'm going to photograph it. Um, I've never worked with, like, you know, all the ice cubes or the little props that the people have. Um, But to take a good food photo, I think you're just... You need good light, mm-hmm. and 
just bring out the colors and and whatever's going on in that in that photo. Make but it. sometimes you, I do like black and white food photography too, which is actually kind of difficult in a way because you you know food is you're eat, you eat with yeah, your it's eyes. Like, yeah. So. I don't know. You still have to make it appealing in some way. I like a good black and white biscuit photo. Oh yeah, who doesn't? Bagels. <laughs> that was one. Actually, yeah. one project I saw on your website. You you followed uh, Chef Joanne Chang yeah. for like a day, and for uh, Chef Joanne Chang, she owns like seven bakeries called Flower Eight, Eight, now. Eight she, now. Yeah, she can't keep track. I know. She, she, o- she just opened last week. Yeah, she <laughs> uh, she owns seven amazing bakeries in Boston and a restaurant. Um, how does that project work on? You just kind of followed it around for a yeah, day. Yeah, that was a personal project. Oh, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I reached out to her and said, I'm interested in, in you and your approach to, you know, you're a successful person who has seven or eight restaurants right now. And I'd heard her speak before and she mentioned that she knows every single person's name in on her staff. And that's a lot of people when you have that many um, restaurants and it's a huge operation that she's running. And she said that she bikes to every single one of her places every day. And she just sounded really interesting and wonderful. And so I reached out to her and asked her if, if she would be cool if I if I could come and um, kind of shadow her and document that whole day. Wow. So you just yeah. followed her for so one? So I followed her on one of her days. Unfortunately, she, it was a cold day and she didn't ride her bike. Oh, yeah. But um, I know I was picturing myself like riding alongside <laughs> her. Um, but no, we went to all the different places and, and I got to see her interact with everybody and see how the whole operation goes down. That's pretty amazing. Is that yeah. something you do a lot of, like pitching ideas to people? Yeah. yeah. If if I'm intrigued by somebody and I want to know more of their story or I think they look interesting or they're doing something interesting, then I'll totally reach out to them and say, I want to take your portrait. Let's make this happen. And like, yeah, so what's like the best way, what advice do you give to people if they want to do that? Like, do you kind of email them? Kind just, of Just call them, email them. DM them on on Instagram. Just get in touch in some way. Show them some work you've yeah. done before. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, definitely. I've done that before, and I think the the cool thing about doing this, the longer you do it, you kind of have like your photo resume. It's yeah, like I've shot for X, Y, and Z, and yep. I think people start to take you seriously. Yep. And like that's how you, at least for me, that's how I've kind of built like my portfolio on personal projects. Yeah, I think it's also important too to get on the phone with people, and especially now with texting and emailing. Yeah. You lose your voice in it, and and people don't know who you are and how how you are in certain situations and i think that if you're a personal person and you and you want to take their portrait or or follow them for a day they have to know that they're comfortable with you again mm-hmm. um but also um you know you're not just some random person following them that's gonna get in their way yeah you know because what are they getting out of this you know she got great photos of her staff and herself but you know it's still having somebody tag along for a day so you have to make it a yeah pleasant experience de- definitely and like you said the phone i i work when i was when i first got to school i assisted this guy tyber nemeth and I, i'll never forget this he said he said the best tool a photographer has is their phone because and i try to do this now anytime like a photo editor like if they email me for like an assignment instantly i call them because you start to build like a relationship with yep. them because if you're just shooting email like they don't know your personality exactly so i think that I, it took me a while to realize that but i'm like anytime you can have a chance to like talk to your clients or even like your subjects it goes a long way because email can be like yeah who the hell is this person but once they once they talk to sasha and sasha know she's a nice <laughs> a nice woman yeah then they want to work with their again. it's true <laughs> yeah. it's true and and a lot especially in the editorial world those editors are in and out of jobs all the time and and they'll if they like you they're going to take you with you to your to their next magazine job or their next gig or whatever they're doing so i think establishing a relationship with them is is very important yeah and i guess just to kind of like wrap up i was kind of curious like you've been doing this for a while 
and like uh working in photography starting a career in photography is hard enough but like maintaining it is really hard mm -hmm. i guess like what have you learned and wh what kind of keeps you going and like i guess what advice would you give to people that want to do this as a career you think advice <laughs> is say yes to everything it, that's it worked for me it's something that if you're saying no, you know, you're you're saying no to a million opportunities. And I think if you're learning and you're just starting out and you need to figure out, first of all, what you want to do. And I learned what I want to do by saying yes to everything, but knowing that I don't want to do this at all. This is not what I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, so that's advice. Um, another piece of advice is, is make time for personal projects. And that's something that I, again, need to do, be better at and take my own advice. Yeah. Um, because that's how you grow and that's how you get different gigs and, and, and you put yourself out there to somebody that would never see your work normally. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. I guess it's like, yeah, this maintaining, uh, I guess, what, do you have any goals for your own photography moving forward? Just keep, keep the train rolling. Keep, keep the train rolling. <laughs> and, and, um, a lot of, a lot of being a photo photographer is, not only shooting, like we talked about, it's a ton of editing, but a ton of outreach and marketing. And it's hard to stay on that if you're a one one man job. You know, it's I'm I'm by myself doing it here. It can be a lonely experience sometimes. <laughs> and you really have to kind of motivate yourself to to wear a million different hats. You're not just the photographer going out there and interacting with people and taking their photo. Um so another a goal is just getting better at outreach and, and doing all the business end of things. Yeah. Organ hard. Organization, man. It's hard. I, str oh, I struggle with it's it. So hard. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Uh, but anyway, Sasha, I yeah. want to thank you so much for taking the time to thank do this. You. It was a real pleasure. Like I said, I really enjoyed looking at your work and, uh, for people listening, where's the best place to uh, check out your work? Website, SashaIsraelPhotography.com and Instagram is, um, always very good. Sasha Israel. All right. I'll link it. And thanks so much. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Sasha Israel interview. I want to thank Sasha so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with her about all her work and everything she's done with film photography. I really enjoy all her portraits. And uh, yeah, for anybody listening, definitely go check out Sasha's website at sashaisraelphotography.com. She has lots of cool photos up there and also a really cool blog that she updates with different projects she's working on. So definitely go check that out, as well as her Instagram at Sasha Israel on Instagram and I'll link it and everything in the description so definitely go check out more of her work and as always I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud as well as on my website alexgagnephoto.com and on my Instagram at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening and take care. <laughs>